0: Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Thank you very much. Okay.
1: All right, we got a great show. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you very much. Oh, you're very kind. You're here on a great night. I, I love you, too. I love you. So much love. All right, let's make a competition out of it. But uh, what a night, what a week. Welcome to another edition of Who Pulled Their Dick Out This Week? It's so ironic, Trump is in China because here in America, this is clearly the year of the dog. Let's start just in the political realm. Judge Roy Moore, you following this? He's the Republican, up for, you know, probably going to be the senator from Alabama. Okay. Turns out when he was in his 30s and a district attorney, he got with a 14-year-old, this is the allegation, but there's a lot of people backing it up, had an inappropriate relations with three other teenage girls. I mean, inappropriate for our state. <laughs> <laughs> or other states. But anyway, so... <laughs> so... So, top Republicans are now speaking out. Against the women. No, really. Sean Hannity had to apologize for saying it was consensual and then, and then had to explain to the other guys at Fox News what consensual means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alabama uh, Republican State Representative Ed Henry said uh, that he wants to prosecute the women. He said, you can't be a victim 40 years later. Roy Moore himself says this is all just fake news, liberal media bullshit. Of course, he said that wearing a raincoat standing in front of Forever 21. (laughs) Uh, That that (laughs) may influence... No. He's fundraising off of this. People are sending him money. That's like hearing about disaster relief on TV and sending money to the hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) But, but nothing beats the defense put up by Alabama State uh, Auditor Jim Ziegler. You've heard this as the guy who said, quote, he said, Take Joseph and Mary. Mary was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph was an adult carpenter, and they became parents of Jesus. That's what he said. I mean, using Jesus to justify child molestation? Even the Catholics went, tried it, doesn't work. <laughs> So <laughs> it's been a, been a while since I've been in catechism, but to my recollection, slight difference. Uh, Joseph and Mary didn't fuck. Isn't that <laughs> the whole point of that story, I recall, was that they that never happened? Okay. <sighs> no, this Jim Ziegler, he's quite, he, said, he, he also said, it's just a little bit unusual. He said, there's nothing immoral or illegal here. It's not like they're lesbians and they got (laughs) to." I fucked that joke up. It was supposed to be... (laughs) It's not like he baked lesbians a wedding cake. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, okay, well... Thank (laughs) you. But, you know, I I have to say, I got to defend my tribe here a little bit, liberals versus conservatives, because certainly sexual harassment is absolutely the one thing we see now is totally, truly bipartisan, maybe the last thing that is. (laughs) But no liberal defended Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey, uh, who might be going to jail. Anthony Weiner is in jail. Louis C.K., we hear this week, did horrific things. Compare that to Trump. And Roy Moore, we arrest our alleged rapists. They elect them. I mean, there's a pig in the White House. He he was in Japan this week, and they took him to a sushi place, and they asked if if he would like some yellowtail, and he said, "Sure." What's her name? I mean, he's a pig. He's a pig. Oh, have you been following his trip? Then he went to a, He went to China. I don't know if the Chinese manipulate their currency, but they know how to manipulate Donald Trump. I mean, they told him that Obama just got a state visit, but he got a state visit plus. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You know, with the continental breakfast, the state visit plus. <laughs> Nobody knows what that even means, but it completely fooled Trump. And he was just putty in their hands. He's not the best negotiator in America. He's the easiest mark on the used car lot. <laughs> he, he, he left China... <laughs> he left China with nothing. When he was running, it was all about how the Chinese are raping us and cheating us and then the trade deficit was a scandal we couldn't live with. And listen, you motherfuckers. He said that to them once in a speech. Listen, you motherfuckers. <laughs> After a little ass kissing, it was what's up, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. But hey, let's not bury the lead. I feel better this week than I have in a full year. <laughs> Democrats finally won some elections. <laughs> yeah, the resistance showed up at the polls. New Jersey governorship, Virginia governorships. <laughs> What happened was Republicans tried a new strategy called Trumpism without Trump. And it backfired horribly. Apparently, Trumpism doesn't do well without Trump. With the Republican base, when you say fuck Mexicans, you have to mean it. (laughs) Don't phone in your racism. That was their message. And this wasn't just in Virginia that they won. They won in New Jersey. Seattle elected the first lesbian mayor. A, Latino, a Latina single mom is the mayor in Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. A, re- a refugee from Liberia is the mayor in Helena, Montana, the Virginia state legislature, good for Washington state legislature. And this is all being chalked up to a radical new democratic strategy called actually voting. <laughs> right. You know, some of the races played out like liberal revenge fantasy. I mean, a shill for the NRA was beaten by the boyfriend of a shooting victim. Uh, a Republican who, the Republican in Virginia who wrote the anti trans bathroom bill, was beaten by a trans woman. <laughs> he, he tried to tell her where to go to the bathroom, and she said, Actually, I think I'll be using your office. <laughs> Yes. Yes, just like with her gender reassignment surgery, she made sure America has one less dick. Okay. <laughs> we got a great show. Michael Moore and Chris Matthews are here, and a little later we'll be speaking with my great friend Sarah Silverman is back. <laughs> saying but first up, she's the former Democratic National Committee chair whose new book is Hacks, the Inside Story of the Break-Ins and Breakdowns that put Donald Trump in the White House. Donna Brazil. Yeah. Hey, you. You're
1: <laughs> yeah. well, I am a I am a motherfucker. Thank you.
2: I'm so glad you feel free enough here on HBO to call me that.
1: I just call him a bad motherfucker. I've been waiting to use that word on television for, what, 15 it, it, years? Absolutely. And this you is... are one bad <laughs> one, too. I mean...
2: <laughs> Thank you. I'm taking that as a compliment. It moving a compliment. right on. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. Well, I'm your fan, too. In fact, I feel... I, I saw you took a lot of crap for this book, and I thought, wow, I, I have so much in common with you because I think we both do the same thing. We want our side to win. Right. So we criticize it when necessary, and some people don't like any criticism. That's correct. But we're doing it, it's not like criticizing the Republicans. That's a different kind of criticism. It's tough
1: love. It's tough love. Get your
2: shit together.
1: Right, right. And they need it. We gotta win. Right. Tuesday was a great day. By the way, it was a blue wave. Blue wave. And and you you know, Bill, I've heard you say this before, but it's so true. We cannot just compete in, in the so called blue states, we have to compete in all 50 states. We won in Georgia. That was tremendous. A Liberian mayor... And, and I'm going to Montana now. i got to check that out. Oh. You know? I well, mean, that is that is just I played of. I
2: play these cities as a yeah. comic. Yeah. You know, when you're in the cities, it's always great. It's always great. It's about city and country. Absolutely. Right? It's really not about the state itself. Whenever but, you know,
1: you- we had a great turnout on Tuesday. In Virginia alone, the minority turnout increased by 5%. Yeah. 33% of all voters were people of color. That is... If we continue this trend next year, we're going to see a blue wave all across America.
2: Um, So so why is the Democratic approval like the lowest in a generation? It's very low. Correct. Why do you think that? Both
1: political parties are underwater simply because I think... The American people are tired of Washington, D.C. They're tired of failed policies. They really would like to see both parties get something done. Wait, Our numbers are far better than the Republicans. The Republicans are as popular but, as a root canal. But, but wait, that you sort should, of
2: lumped both parties there under the rubric of failed policies. Uh, I would think we would want to... Washington,
1: wanna... when Washington is not working, the American people believe... The American but, 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 people but whose policies
2: have failed? Not... Obamacare no. is not a failure. And I think that people are pissed off at the Democrats because they a lot of that I think disrupted is coming from Democrats themselves, who are saying we don't stand up for our stuff. Correct. That I mean, I heard Trump say over and over and over these last months yeah. that Obamacare is a failure, it's a mess, it's a disaster, it's a disgrace. And I don't hear Democrats full throatedly saying that's just plainly not true. Yeah. It, It's not a... In fact, Obamacare
1: enrollees spiked... Spiked, I know. ...lately because they're afraid it's going to go away. And and open enrollment, by the way, continues throughout the next couple of weeks. You saw what happened in Maine, where the voters there supported policies to expand Medicaid to over 89,000 people. Now, I don't know if the governor will sign that bill because he... I mean, that... that, that ballot initiative. But people are upset across the country. They're upset but, at Democrats and Republicans. Our approval rating, ratings are a little bit better. Our generic ballotin for next year is far greater than the Republicans. But they want Democrats to deliver on more than just talking points. They want the Democratic Party, as you mentioned, to stand up, to fight for these policies, to fight for Obamacare. I think you're going to see a new Democratic Party emerge in 2018. But, but let's not buy in... Okay, but i got to push back
2: a little bit on... Go ahead, I feel go ahead. like you're a little bit buying into their narrative of a pox on both their houses, and it's just failed Washington. And then people don't have to look specifically into the issues and what they stand for. I mean, their policies have failed. Trickle-down economics is a failure. Correct. Okay, they just passed that, that uh, banking bill that said people can't get together in class-action suits to sue banks. That's correct. No Democrat voted for it. I know. Steve Bannon, who pretends to be a populist, wanted this. But where where are there people out there in America going, please, take away our right to sue the
1: banks? (laughs) I mean, you've you've, you've heard Elizabeth Warren. You've heard Chuck Schumer. I mean, Democrats, Chris Murphy, they all went to the floor. They all went out across the country, just like when the Republicans tried to repeal and replace Obamacare. I think you're hearing the Democratic Party make a bunch of noise. Unfortunately, Bill... When you have the bullet pulpit, when the Republicans control most state houses across the country, often voters don't hear exactly what we stand for, but it's coming through, and I think they'll hear more of it next year.
2: Okay. Next year's a
1: big year. 360 days. Get ready.
2: Yeah. No, and it's it's, 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 a a very encouraging week.
1: Absolutely.
2: First of all, I feel like we spent all of 2017 still stuck in 2016. I agree. Can we put the Bernie-Hillary Thing aside, that great divide, I mean, that's what all the controversy was with your book, you know, that the elections were, the primaries were rigged and, you know, it it doesn't matter, first of all, now, it's over. And also the policy differences between the Bernie folks and the Hillary folks were really small to begin with. That's another thing that could hold us back.
1: Well, you know, Bill, after a presidential uh, campaign, we should assess what happened. The Republicans did an autopsy report. I assume that the Clinton campaign would do their form of uh, autopsy. But... As chair of the Democratic Party, I felt the responsibility to tell my story. I was chair. Yeah. I became chair because the party was hacked. You the should. country was hacked. Right. And so this notion that somehow or another I cannot tell my story, the story of the Democratic National Committee in a year that Donald Trump won by less than 100,000 votes, I, the party needs to examine that. And yes. then I believe we can heal. You cannot heal an open wound by just dressing it, you know, dressing it. You have to... It, analyze it, talk about it, all of it, and then I think we can move forward.
2: Okay, so you, it, it, the, I thought the most surprising thing I read in the book was when you said after Hillary's shocking collapse... Yes. ...which I did not see as a shocking collapse. She had pneumonia, right? She right. Stumbled on the curb. I mean, how grueling a campaign is. I'm surprised they don't do it once a week.
1: Uh, Look, I've been been involved in a lot of campaigns. 21, I have a lot of campaigns under my belt, but I was worried about Hillary. But you said you you thought of replacing her at that point.
2: I didn't know it was in your power, first of all, to replace her. I got
1: magical powers. I can turn your hair back to the color it was 10 years ago. I got magical powers, you know... Uh, 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 us Catholic girls, we've been known to, a, you know, rub our hands yeah, through yeah, things and make it a little bigger. Let's not be talking about gray hair. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about oh. gray hair. <laughs> I might lend you some of this stuff I have now. No, I... <laughs> no but look, Hillary, Hillary Clinton, when that video went viral, I began to receive calls from not just the media, but people within the Democratic Party. And as chair of the party, the convention rules, as well as our charter, says the chair shall confer with. Now, I kept my own counsel, and the next day I had someone from the Clinton campaign with me to dampen these rumors. But, yes, I had to keep my counsel about what would happen if Hillary didn't get up, if she wasn't able to recover and get back on the road. She did. I went back on TV. I tamped those rumors down. And God knows I wanted Hillary to run all the way to the White House because that was my intentions when I became chair of the party.
2: Okay. Well, we need you. The party needs you. Your well, country needs you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for writing this book. And keep at it. You go, girl. All right,
1: brother. Donna Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Okay, okay. <laughs> well done. Hey. There they are. Okay. How you doing? <laughs> The Democratic All Star team today. He is the host <laughs> of MSNBC's Hardball with Chris Matthews and the author of Bobby Kennedy, Arranging Spirit, Chris Matthews! And he's the oscar winning filmmaker whose latest weekly TV series, Michael Moore, Live from the Apocalypse, debuts next year on TNT.
1: Michael Moore!
2: Okay. Well, uh, again, apologies to Republicans. We do not have a good representative tonight. And it's a terrible night for that because, as they say, I feel better than I have in one year. Seriously. Right. I jotted down a few of the reasons. College-educated suburban men have turned on Trump. The tax plan, I think, is going to be disastrous for them. Uh, Trump will say something stupid again and more people will hate him. The woman issue, Russia, Roy Moore. Chris, I know you're a Churchill lover, I tweeted this out, last. It made me think of it that election night when the Democrats won, when Churchill said, now is not not the end, it is not even the beginning of the end, but it is perhaps the, the end, end of the, the beginning.
1: beginning.
2: Is well, this the end of the beginning yes, of the it's the end Trump of the beginning.
0: I'll tell you, and I'll nightmare. say this, I, I've, I've been watching politics all my life, and one thing I've learned is... When the galloping horse of history rides by, you better get on the saddle. This is the time to run if you're a Democrat. This is next year. It's going to be the greatest opportunity. Anybody watching right now is thinking maybe you're running for office someday. This is your year. Yeah. It's going to happen. I don't care if you're gay, straight, male, female, any ethnic group, trans, anything you are, the public wants a, <laughs> they want to say no to this guy Trump. And you can be the yes.
3: You feel that way? Yes, I'm... Feel, I'm feel for, great, like... I'll go even further. Anybody who's watching at home, seriously, this is the time. Uh, people need to run. Don't yes. leave this up to Democratic Party hacks yeah. in your local area to run the same old, same old. Now's the time. Right. This is it. Everybody off the bench. Everybody, everybody. And look, if Trump taught us one thing... It's what our grandmothers told us, that anybody could become president?
1: Right. (laughs) It's certainly, if anybody now (laughs) can become (laughs) president,
3: we we now know that any of you can be a state legislature, a state senator, a state, you name it. What I worry about is that
2: since there are no more facts or truth... Uh, that people can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. And you see this with the Roy Moore situation. All the people defending him are saying if it's true because they know true doesn't exist anymore. You
0: know when it's going to be true? When they see the new taxes. That's what they're going to see. Right. This is the biggest screw job in history. The people that voted for increase, Trump. Right. All the tax breaks are for people with huge amounts of money. You have to make. You have to have 22 million dollars right. to give your kids the benefit from this state tax thing. You've got to have a pass-through situation so you get the state and local tax deductions the average person doesn't well, get. It's all. It's a terrible job for anybody who makes less than a million.
2: Right. Okay, so let me ask about that, because... It's true. You know, it's aimed at the very top. They talk... The, the Republicans talk about closing loopholes, and it sounds like something noble, but the, it's never loopholes for big business. The loopholes, here's what they... They're going after everybody's deductions that people love. Right. You, they, they think that the suburban guys are mad at them now, whether they take away state and local income taxes... That's a big deduction that regular people have. That's going to go away. Student loan interest. Losses from disasters or when your bank becomes insolvent. Moving expenses. Alimony. Out-of-pocket medical. School supplies. These motherfuckers have, to use Donna Brazile's word, have the nerve to go after school supplies the teachers... I remember when it was a scandal just when the teacher did that, when, when the school was so broke that the teacher... Had to pay. Right. Had to pay. Now they've capped that at $250. <laughs> if you offer that, you're on your own. Can't deduct it. as a business expense. Did <laughs> yeah, you see what crazy. they're doing? Yes.
0: Te- you suppose you... Like most people go to college now. I even did it back in the old days. You borrow. You borrow to get through school. Maybe your parents can help you get a job you still have to borrow. And you've got to pay interest. And the interest rates... Were, I was paying three. It's about eight now. Now they say you're not going to get a tax deduction for the 8th. But if you have kids to send to prep school, you write the whole thing off. Do you realize they're taking the money in this deal from the person who's working their way through school and has yes. to pay interest, mm. taking back that deduction and paying a complete deduction for the rich parent who sends their kid to Choate or someplace like that? What a deal.
3: And, yeah, no, I, also, I think you said this at the beginning. It's important to remember, before we gloat too much about Tuesday and before we start the the end zone dance on the two-yard right. line. <laughs> like, <laughs> like maybe a few people did last year. I think it's, more than, I think it's Not us. Not us. Not, Not us. you and me. Not, Not, Not us. Me. us. We, we tried to Not warn the people the on this show. prophets of doom. We, we, were, we were booed on this stage yes. when we tried to warn people. You predicted it. That uh, yeah. we on this show. Said, yeah. And the audience booed, and I said, nobody yeah, gets yeah. booed on this show except you. You know? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> But, no, but... Gotta sir, hear but the truth. It's... The, yes, we have to... And, and so... So, while we must revel in what happened on Tuesday, we have to understand that his supporters still support him. He hasn't lost that much support amongst his right. supporters. So what you said at the beginning is true. What happened was, our side showed up. And that has to be our mantra for the next 360 days. We have got to show up. But also... And people have got to... And we got to... They will if we run the right candidates. But if... I... I but... The one thing
2: that he's had is the economy. I mean, another thing, again, not to get too optimistic, but that, that I thought was different about Tuesday is people, decency, sort of, for the first time I ever saw it, trumped economics. Yeah. They, even though the economy is good, they were like, no... This guy is just too far. Charlottesville, right. feuding with the war widow. Right. This is not a personality that wears well over time.
3: And what I would suggest to people is that—that's correct. And, and and they and go ahead. No, you go. I was gonna. I, that, that, <laughs> no, you go. <laughs> Please, Bill, you go. Um, no, that that that. Do not spend your energy. Uh, trying to convince Trump voters who are hardcore Trump voters—it's a waste of time. If they're still for Trump after Charlottesville, after these first right. eleven months, it's—it's it's a lost cause. Spend but, the energy on the 90 million who didn't vote. The Spend the energy edu- on the people that we could reach out to. But the college edge
2: the big lynchpin to me is it was college educated white men. Enough of them were like, Trump, you know, we need a change. Let's try this. And after a year, they're like, no. And this Paradise Papers thing that came out, you know what this is? There was a a bank in Bermuda where rich, super rich people hide their money. Their records were leaked. Okay. And it's amazing. Tim Cook of Apple, you know Apple, right? They're makers of wristwatches for dorks. (laughs) (laughs) And the most profitable company in the world, they... Okay, Tim Cook angrily told Congress last year, we pay all the taxes we owe every single dollar. We don't stash money on some Caribbean island. No, they stashed it on an island in the English Channel. They moved it, had it in Ireland, and then Ireland changed the law, and they moved it to Jersey... Not right. Snooky's Jersey, Jersey no. the island. Yeah. Well,
0: so well, he's, what he's full saying of is, shit. And well, somehow
3: he's, he's what not... he's trying to say is that he, they've got it in an island in the English Channel. There's no beach, there's no sun. They're not going there to relax and have a good time with their money. They have to they have to go and stand in a long right. line in the drizzle too, and the rain it's and the too, fog and <laughs> It's 235
2: billion dollars. Yeah, well, they're and, very, and they're worried about it, and that's why they have to take away your mortgage deduction.
0: Yeah, you notice that they're very nationalistic, except about the money. Right.
2: The money. <laughs> When it comes to the money, they're overseas. Okay. Can I ask about Roy Moore because you know? No relation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but the, what he before this event and him running for the All Senate, right. what he was known for was he was the judge in Alabama who insisted on putting the Ten Commandments in front of his courthouse, which is just so crazy on the face of it. But okay. And he was reprimanded or, I think, disbarred or something. They didn't like that. Somebody, even in Alabama. Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, for the Ten Commandment guy, I went through the commandments again today.
3: I I, believe you read those commandments more than anybody in this audience. (laughs) But thou shalt have no other gods
2: before you. Okay. Shalt not make any graven image. Shouldn't take the name of the Lord in vain. Remember the Sabbath. Those are the top four. You know what's not on the list? Torture, slavery, rape, genocide... Animal cruelty, child abuse, racism, sexism. You know, if if Roy Moore had said to the girl, God damn it, Jesus Christ, I'd like you to touch my dick, that would be a sin. Yeah. So, I'm just asking you guys. I mean, it's your holy book. When it's this wrong about the big top ten list,
3: what's right. the deal? All right, all right. So, uh, he's referring to the two Irish Catholics. I know he is. Uh, here, run. Here. But, but... <laughs> But because we saw a religious, we know okay, that this right. Irish Catholic went to uh, Catholic schools yeah. also. Yeah. Right. By
0: the way, you read the wrong. Ca- uh, you read the Protestant uh, Ten Commandments. Yeah. We we do it. We have. Yeah. Our number four is. four
3: yeah. is to honor your parents.
0: We have the images.
3: Okay. But what's that wrong whole... with that, Bill? Number five is don't kill anybody. Yeah. yeah number the... six is do not be caught in the same room with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's Like what? What?
0: No, I get. I'm just asking. Well, we now know what the the Republican age of consent is. (laughs) All
2: right, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's bring out Sarah, shall we? Uh, (laughs) She is. She is an actress and comedian who hosts uh, a weekly talk show on Thursdays on Hulu. It's amazing. I love it. It's called I Love You, America. Please welcome America's girlfriend, they wish, Sarah Silverman.
4: Panel. Yeah, it's a very one-sided <laughs> It
2: isn't it right. Really is, so. It's not right. Uh, my favorite But people. you knew what I was saying about the Ten Commandments, right? You've made that joke, too. So.
1: Oh, uh,
4: is that what just the big reaction was? Because I was yeah, getting I uh, was... my hair tweaked, and I go, what do you say? What do he say? <laughs> okay. And then the guy next to me goes, well, they rerun it all week. I go, this doesn't fucking help me now. I'm
2: about to <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, let's move on to, I oh. love your show. First of all, I love that you love America. And you really do. You're not faking it. You, you really do. You're not faking it.
4: Yeah, I love it. That's why I, I want it to be the best to I thing.
2: know. It's, it, first of all, it's such a, a great show because I, I find it, I love it that it's a hybrid. You know, that you do a lot of different things. I think this is a show you were always meant to do. I love the white guy at the desk bit. It's just...
4: (laughs) He's got a great arc coming up. It's basically the...
2: Tell him what that is. It's just very funny, the concept.
4: Oh, well, uh, you know, the show is basically... I like to think of it as like an R-rated kids show for adults. It's, It's based on the tenets of my hero, Mr. Rogers. If it's mentionable, it's manageable. And, uh, but, like, we can say fucking
2: <laughs>
1: pussy and stuff.
4: <laughs> and, uh, and so when things get a little far out, because, you know, we like our nighttime TV to be comfortable. Like, for me, it's law and order. I like it. It's I know it. I, I need to fall asleep to the the sounds of (laughs) soft-core murder ripped from the headlines of 1993. (laughs) That's just me. For other people, it's late-night talk shows. So we have a white guy at a desk that we can always go to when things are a little too far out, and he'll be like, well, that just happened. Yeah, he's just... (laughs) (laughs) And he's great, but we've had a falling out, and there's a whole arc. I auditioned for that
2: part, but I didn't He basically
4: follows the arc of the uh, disenfranchised white male. And we love him. So it's going to be interesting, so, I think.
2: So, I saw the first four. The fifth, you know, there's a fifth one. Is that, that, was that last night?
4: Oh, one, two, three, four, five, yeah.
2: What's that about?
4: Well, actually, it's about fear and how we can be manipulated by fear. Mm-hmm. I say, well, one thing I've learned from doing this show, you know, I'm not turning towards you because backstage, they go, don't twist towards him. Go forward, and
2: then just look your head way." <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. We, we want our know. guests to feel natural. That's that's what, yeah. I, I'm actually, yeah, no, uh, I'm off my line, too. I'm supposed to be like this. So. Yeah. So, uh, so, <laughs> and, uh, and I and I love that you visit people. So you're doing the one thing.
4: Wait, I never answered my question. I want to. Say, what was the question? Uh,
2: what's the fifth episode? Oh, uh, like?
4: right. I talk about fear. So, what I've learned doing this show is that um, people don't change from facts. It, you can throw facts in their faces and poll <laughs> numbers, and it doesn't change people's beliefs. Uh, and and it's we're the same way. We are all this way. What changes people are uh, the feelings right? And and that's the way the most effective politicians have tapped into our feelings. With Obama, it was our sense of hope. And with Trump, maybe something more powerful, he tapped into our fears and our rage, and he gave us a place to put it. And that place was each other. And it's very powerful to, to have a divided nation. They want us divided because we're easily controlled that way and he's in bed with the oligarchs the people the billionaires that control shit and control influence policy control politicians so when you say oh the bernie people and the hillary people and they hate each other and the right hates the left this is all part of the, the the oligarchy's plan. You know what I mean? To be a little cynical about yeah, it.
2: Divide and conquer.
4: So uh, we need to but, try the best we can to see ourselves. Yes, and in that's each other. what
2: I love about this. You do the one thing that people should do. I try to do it sometimes, but I don't have the patience. It's you a have. practice. Which is like listen to people, listen to other points of view, and you don't judge them. I mean, you go down there in the first one and talk to these are they crab fishermen, I think, in Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. And, uh... You know, Hi,
4: Blaze, I not, love you. They're not watching this
2: show. No, they're not watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But, um... But maybe you could help them steal HBO. Anyway, <laughs> they're not rednecks. I mean, they're... They're... Uh, what? They are? I
4: didn't say anything. Right,
2: I, no, no, they didn't, I, I didn't strike me they... that way. They were very liberal on the gay marriage issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you're very understanding. They're all Trump voters because they want to change. The, There's the one a lot place... of
4: misinformation. Oh, their insurance?
2: Yes, the one place where I have to push back about the facts thing is like, okay, they didn't like Obama and they want Trump, but they don't really know where they're getting their health insurance, mm-hmm. which you think is such a personal issue that that's one you could get right. That's, that's where it'd be very hard not for me to yell at them. It, saying, I, it you was are, hard you...
4: not to say anything. Right. I made, I kind of was like, but you know, I left them open, you know, and people.
2: But can't you just he, tell he, them the, that your your? My you're,
4: facts and their facts. I mean, I will but say. But there are that
2: facts, the, and the facts are they got their insurance from the guy who they hate, and then they voted for the guy who's going to take it away from them. I know. That's. So but I know making
4: I... people feel stupid even with true things but, um, doesn't I know
2: change I know it's an impossible. It's more, they're I, more
4: it's... changed with that first hug hello and I'm to sure me it's, about, it's more about getting people's porcupine needles down right you know which is I think what I mean is defenses. but I think of right. it more visually like that which which happens more in the first hug hello right. than when a, with a big argument from a, a, a smarty-pants me.
3: Okay. Right. Sure. She goes sure. in there with love. She does. To people it's, it's amazing. that disagree, that she disagrees with, but that goes so much further to getting them to listen maybe to a fact or two down the road. Uh, and they'll say, you know, that, that woman that was here, it, she, the way she was with us, and now she's saying this, we should listen to her. Now they I they had never met a Jew, right?
4: No, they had never. They had to Google Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there aren't Jews there. This isn't anything they did wrong. There aren't Jews there.
1: Right. Have you it, met
4: right. an Eskimo? Is Eskimo a racist word?
2: No, and that's Jesus Christ. I'm trying to okay. be mindful. Okay, okay let's I'm get mindful. into it. Let's. Okay, so no, I think we're both on the same page there. There are words yes. that we both used to use. All comedians did ten, fifteen years ago, and we don't use them anymore because we don't need them. They didn't. Surely really...
4: you're more. We're, we're more creative. We can think of other words to say besides that. So gay, right? Right. Sure.
2: Okay. Although and, that's <laughs> and
4: ten years from now we'll look back on this show and go, can you believe we said X, Y, and Z? And I, that's okay. But
2: you can take it too far, don't you think? The things. I mean, you're you love Steve Martin, right?
4: Okay. I know. Yes. Yeah, I'm
2: show a little now. bit of the King Tut thing because I want to. This is, to Babylon. this is King Tut. Tem- Remember this?
3: Now, when he was a young man, he never fought
2: it. Okay.
0: <laughs>
2: they objected to this at Reed College. Mm-hmm. Reed College. It's, that's, it's what? You know the college? No, no I know the idea. <laughs> right. Did this.
4: So, what is this? The, is this a, is uh, racist
2: against and. Against Egyptian people? Well, they said, that, uh, they said it's like making a song just littered with the N-word everywhere. Uh, the Egyptian garb uh, is racist as well. The gold face of the saxophone dancer is an exhibition of blackface.
4: I'm, I'm, what
2: the fuck is I'm, wrong tr- with people? What? It's King Tut, it's I, a bit, it's Steve Martin, it's... I,
4: I don't have the answer, okay. but I will say a couple of things. One, I'm trying very hard not to roll my eyes at the youth, at our youth... Uh, being progressive, because they tend to be on the right side of history. Two, whatever you... I worship Steve Martin. I, I, I hold him no account to this whatever. But we also know that comedy, what's great about it and what's frustrating about it is that it is not evergreen. Uh, There are things I've said in my comedy that I'm sure will be held against me, you know, that I don't stand by, that I'm embarrassed by. But
2: when he did that bit, uh, King Tut was 1732 years old, and now he's (laughs) 1772 years old. So (laughs) that 40 years hasn't really. I I don't think that Egyptians uh, Uh uh, Okay, but it leads to that bigger question I keep asking. I asked Donna, why is the democratic brand so toxic? I mean, I can name at least 20 states where I don't care what you are, if you have the D next to your name, they will not vote for you. And if you have the R next to your name, they will. That's why Roy Moore might still get in. How did the Democratic brand get so tainted? They would literally rather collude with Russia. Because they
3: weren't, first of all, because so many Democratic so-called leaders have not been willing to stand up and just be leaders and fight for the progressive things that Democrats have always stood for. But beginning 30 years ago, they started trying to sound like Republicans, thinking that's how they were going to get elected. And that's how they lost more and more seats. Obama came along and said, I'm running as myself. And you went in that voting booth on that day in 2008, and you saw his name, and it said Barack Hussein Obama. And how many Democratic Party, I would love to know, hacks, tried to convince him to drop the Hussein yeah. off the ballot. And if you could, we could just call you Barry. You'll you'll win for sure. (laughs) And it's like, it's like, we need Democrats that will run and be authentic and not phony baloney, crap (laughs)
0: candidates.
3: And uh, people have had it.
0: I think another part of it is, uh, you know, when you piss on somebody for about 50 years, they get the message. And referring to the white working class as deplorables and bombing, my hero, saying things like, they cling to their guns and their religion. Condescension works, and When you're here, there's a party on, but you haven't been invited to it for about 50 years. You get the message you're not wanted, and yeah, I, they I, got I, that I message across. That we bit. can disagree, but yeah, I think but, it's a powerful fact yeah. that they said, "Okay, we've got the minorities on our side, we've got the rich people on our side, the sophisticated Hollywood people in our crowd." Hillary so was So why would we really want to
3: ignore the rest? Hillary is referring to the racism as being. I mean, you can deplorable. you can pick a point. And it was one of those moments, though, that she finally just said what was okay, in her well, mind. You know, maybe in her and mind, and it was great and she got to say it. We, we never quote the second half of her sentence, which I think was the wrong part. She called them deplorables, and she said they were irredeemable. That part isn't true. No, you can never have the attitude that people yeah, are irredeemable. I agree. That's and, sure. and you've proven it on your show. So it's, it, that's where the disconnect happened. Okay. But I can tell you, from in Flint, Michigan, 8,000 people voted for Obama in 2012, decided not to vote last November. She lost Michigan by 10,000 votes. 8,000 decided not to show up and vote. 80,000 Michiganders showed up to vote and left the top box blank, mostly Democrats didn't vote for president and,
2: and you're so right what is so exciting about Tuesday is that people deputize themselves themselves to take and I hope next time we have a field a great field okay. I al- al- always said I love Gavin Newsom I love Elizabeth yeah. Elizabeth Warren oh. should run you know who should also run? Bernie Sanders. Christopher Plummer is 87. He just took over Kevin Spacey's role in that movie. He's 87. If Bernie feels good, he should run again.
3: And if Bernie doesn't run... And Jason Kander, who's half his age. If Bernie doesn't run, Christopher Plummer
0: should play him (laughs) and run. (laughs) Christopher Plummer has got to play everybody now. Let me just just say something, because uh, we had a candidate. I I just wrote the book about the guy. And Bobby Bobby Kennedy. Kennedy was killed... Everybody remembers the train ride coming up down through New Jersey. And there were white guys there, poor as hell white people, real old. I'm talking about poor white people with dirty faces, kids with no shirts on, no nickel, saluting like men with affectionate patriotic. African-Americans singing uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic spontaneously. It's possible to bring back the white working class with the black working class and middle class. You can do it if you appeal to both groups. Kennedy would go into towns like Gary, Indiana, which were tough towns that were changing, towns losing their industry, African-Americans moving in, poor people, and he would ride through town in an open convertible with Richard Hatcher, the first black mayor, and Tony Zale, the white middleweight next to him, to say, I'm with both of you. We're going to get this thing together. And I think politicians do not do that anymore. They do not try to unite. They try to divide. And, and Trump's just the worst of them. But the others do it too. They love the fight because you get more money that way. Are you saying the Democrats are The Democrats are great. I'm I'm sorry you're wrong. When they said... When they went out there, when Obama Obama (laughs) went out there up on Knob Hill in in San Francisco, and the only reason we know about it was there's somebody there with a tape. And he said, "All those—we know those people out there. Those poor, uh, 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 benighted people—they uh, they cling to their religion. And he they didn't say it like that. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he did. Now you're, yes, exactly did. No, you're it out of context. Okay, all right. Defend the left, but it's bullshit. I'm de- okay? but That's why. Yes, I-, I am here to defend the left. It's bullshit. And the left. I'm hardly when the guy left, to get that. But the fact it. of the matter is that there's a reason why all those white working-class okay. people voted for a bad candidate. And if you're not going to, you got to do what what Sarah's doing. Don't dump on them. Love them a little." Okay. Because that's how you might get them back. So, but you're not going to get them back by dumping we had it on a, the
2: we had a. Uh, here's an issue for the Democrats' guns.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We had a terrible shooting this week. we talking about Bobby Kennedy. It's always with us, this, because we are a unique country with, right. with the gun. And when you yell at the gun nuts for being gun nuts, they just say, wait a second, I'm not a nut. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump.
4: I think it's a follow-the-money kind of thing. I'm sorry. No,
2: God. tell me the solution, because that's what I'm wanting. I
4: don't have a solution, but I do have this. You know, when, when uh, every time a, a plane crash happens, flight air travel gets safer
1: because yes, it's we learn side. from
4: every mistake that happened, and we make sure it doesn't get yeah. repeated. And that's not happening with um, mass shootings. And it's because the I believe uh, just I'm just a Hollywood uh, liberal person um, that the yeah. NRA. I'm an elitist. The NRA needs people to be divided. I don't think we are divided. I I grew up with gun owners. I I grew up... We learned how to clean a gun at camp in New Hampshire. You know, um, people hunt. People want to protect their homes. No one wants to take your guns away. The NRA very much wants people to believe that liberals want to take their guns away. I don't think anyone wants to take your guns away. We want to make it safer. We want to make it harder for people who escape mental institutions to get an automatic weapon.
3: We need to... (laughs) Can I something? Yes, please do that mm-hmm. One thing that would reduce a lot of gun violence in this country is if we followed the Canadian example now What we know is, is that 99.9% of mass shootings are committed by one gender. I'm not going to name the gender Right, but generally when I was watching CNN at 1 30 in the morning and sure. Las Vegas night uh, They didn't know who was up there, but they were already calling him a gunman. So they knew the gender because women don't go to the top of buildings and spray 20,000 people with bullets. Someday. Right. Someday we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs>
4: no, you can have
3: that one. Oh, that's okay. But in Canada... In, in, in Canada has greatly reduced their domestic gun violence by they require... If you want to buy a handgun in Canada, you have to get... And this is essentially directed at men. You have to get a waiver from your wife from your most recent ex-wife and it says anyone you're in a conjugal relationship with has to sign off on this before you get a gun that's brilliant isn't that what it's and, and oh, you know, wait, yes it can,
4: makes
3: a can
2: reason
4: for it it makes sense
3: one other thing into the mix though
2: this guy the exact opposite i mean at every step of the way he was triply disqualified from buying a gun: assault on the wife, assault yeah. on the son, yep. court martial. The Air Force did not report his convictions right. to the National Crime Information Center. And my point is that you can make all the laws you want. Yeah. I don't think America is any more a country with a lot of competence in the workplace. I notice it just in my life. If you, if one worker has to tell another worker a piece of information or communicate something, it just doesn't happen a lot of the time. They're on their phone, they're stoned, they're distracted. They're... I don't blame them for being unmotivated. Most of these jobs are shitty and boring. But right. I wouldn't depend... That, I mean, that's what stuck out about this guy, is that every red flag went up and it just sorry we just didn't yeah i know we were supposed to bring that over to this guy and it just didn't happen
4: our um our our american flag should just be a red flag at this point, wouldn't that be great?
2: <laughs> but that's China's flag and Russia. All
4: right, you took that very literally. I was just saying <laughs> a red flag. I was making oh, a joke I on see your. A red oh, flag. Jesus. Like Can we you cut a... this out. <laughs>
3: oh. You know, right. it never stops. Don't cut it out when they rerun the show. Yeah. They, yeah. <clears throat>
0: you know, we're going to argue about it here. And it's not. You know, uh, I thought in the 60s when everybody got shot, the Kennedys and King got shot, I, I wrote my congressman only time in my life because Johnny Carson, your hero, said, write your congressman. Wow. And what happened, you know? And Kennedy had spent, Bobby had spent the last week of his life railing against guns and saying, you can't get mail order guns like the one that killed my brother. And crazy people, and people, criminals shouldn't get guns. But well, this argument that Trump said, the other day, thank God somebody else had a gun. The trouble with that is, yeah, if that somebody else had been cleared, if that wasn't somebody who wasn't crazy, if somebody wasn't a felon, if they were a good Samaritan, why don't we just let those people have the guns? And that's the argument. It's an insane argument. If more people have guns, it depends who they are.
2: New rules, everybody. I got go. <laughs> We're up against the clock. <laughs> All right. All right. New rule: now that Narcan, the nasal spray that reverses opioid overdoses, will be available without a prescription at Walgreens. They need to make TV commercials with a cute mascot, Opie the Sloth, <laughs> voiced by famous OxyContin user Rush Limbaugh. Opiates. <laughs> Have you barely hanging on? Try Narcan and get back in the swing of things. My rush. You are a bad motherfucker. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get worse. Neural MS-13 has to decide what their gang sign is. Look at you, you're all throwing up something different. It doesn't make you look like the most feared Latin gang on the planet. It makes you look like white people at a wedding. new rule i don't want to hear any christmas music until after thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) and given the barrage of recent news stories please just assure me that mommy kissing santa claus was consensual New roll, someone must explain to the Florida church that apologize for posting forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. <laughs> that the sign they replaced it with wasn't much better. <laughs> Chris don't look! <laughs> <laughs> Neural, someone has to tell the British woman who claims she sees the image of Trump on the inside of her dog's ear. (laughs) Lift his tail. You'll see Don Jr. (laughs) And... Finally, new rule. I don't need to know why Trump fired James Comey. I need to know why everyone else in that administration still has a job. Mm. Starting with, the man Donald Trump trusts so much, he lets him take out his girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they (laughs) they call Jared Kushner Trump's boy wonder because what anyone sees in him, boy, really makes you wonder. But Trump thinks so highly of his son-in-law, he didn't just give him one important job, he gave Jared all of them. And so tonight, in commemoration of the one-year anniversary of the day the world came to an end, (laughs) we thought we'd introduce a new department here called Checking In On Jared. (laughs) So let's start with what Trump said to Jared right at the beginning.
0: If you can't produce peace
3: in the Middle East, nobody can.
2: Yeah, because really, who better to earn the trust of the Palestinians than an Orthodox Jew who specializes in aggressively acquiring real estate? But but bringing peace to the Middle East was only the beginning of Jared's assignments. You remember the list. Reinventing government, renegotiating old trade deals, resetting relations with Mexico and China and Canada, solving the opioid crisis, reimagining the Veterans Administration, rebuilding highways, bridges, dams, sewers, and power lines, and providing broadband Internet to everyone in America. And then on Tuesday... (laughs) So let's check in and see how Jared has done. Trade deals. Well... He's most of the way through NAFTA's Wikipedia page. Uh, Reinventing government. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Roads and bridges. Well, we do look better than we did a year ago, but that's just compared to Puerto Rico. (laughs) Diplomacy with China. Nothing Diplomacy with Mexico, nothing. Diplomacy with Canada, nothing. Oh, well, wait. (laughs) Well, Ivanka did I fuck the Prime Minister. (laughs) But basically nothing. The White House Office on Innovation doesn't even have a website. You know, of all Trump's lies, maybe the most galling is, we're gonna get the best people.
3: I know the best people. I want the best people.
0: We're going to use our smartest and our best. We're going to get the best people. We want experts, our
2: finest people. (sighs) Calm down, bad ape. (laughs) We get it. Bad ape smart. Pick best people. Like Rick Perry and Ben Carson, the lethal weapon of bovine brain-eating disease. (laughs) Nikki Haley was governor of South Carolina. And, of course, when you think South Carolina, you think United Nations. (laughs) So Trump made her our U.N. ambassador, where she is now dissing the Iran nuclear deal because she has a doctorate in physics. I'm sorry, did I say doctorate in physics? I meant a bachelor's degree in accounting she got so she could help out at her mom's clothing shop. (laughs) Last week, we met Sam Clovis a right-wing talk radio host who Trump nominated to be chief scientist at the Department of Agriculture, despite the fact that he is not a scientist. And his experience with agriculture is limited to the mushrooms growing in the folds of his neck. (laughs) (laughs) The new chief at NASA has no science background either. He ran the Air and Space Museum... In Tulsa. He doesn't know how rockets work. He knows how much to charge for a t shirt that says, I got a peek at Uranus. <laughs> Victoria Barton, two years ago, was a bartender. Now she does congressional relations for HUD. And when things are slow, she cuts up limes. <laughs> it's a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> she's working alongside Lynn Patton, who came to the attention of Trump's crack team of headhunters because she was Eric Trump's wedding planner. Now, in her defense, she did tell the DJ not to play Moni Moni. <laughs> but there's just no rules anymore. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is your boss's niece in charge of office birthdays. But now she's the spokesperson for the most powerful man in the world. Stephen Miller is the guy who made every creepy thought you ever had a thousand times creepier. (laughs) Like when you said, let's sneak into the girls' locker room, and he said, and kill them? (laughs) His job, senior advisor for policy. These are the best people. Hot dog on a stick goes through a more vigorous vetting process. That's true. Because in Trump world, the only qualification that matters is massaging his ego. You do that, and you can get Trump to do anything. Just ask these guys. All right, that's our show. I want to thank Chris Matthews, Michael Moore, Sarah Silverman, Donna Brazil. What a lineup. Join us now for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you, folks.
4: Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10.